Damn, bro. That's an old-ass song. Didn't I meet you around that time? Yeah, man. Metal Woman Middle School. We were we did a uh, dance for that song. Matter Woman Middle School. I hated middle school. <laughs> Anywho, we grown now. You ready to do this, dog? Yeah, I'm ready when you are, man. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. So real quick, folks, last time, last episode, had the lovely lady of my life on, Morgan. Now, one thing I forgot to do in that episode was um, give out the contact information that she has for her business. If you guys didn't listen in, I encourage you to do so great episode she is a health and wellness coach and after i've listened to the episode myself i was like damn i forgot to put in her uh email and her contact information if you want to reach out to her for her health and wellness coaching services so her email is morgan shalane at gmail.com that's shalane s-h-e-l-a-i-n-e at gmail.com and then she is about to start her own podcast with a partner of hers. I'll talk about that on another episode when it gets launched. But the email for that is mindfully balanced in wholeness. Bougie bougie. It's like, nah, so it's mindfully, mindfully balanced in wholeness at gmail.com. That's mindfully balanced in wholeness at gmail.com. So make sure y'all reach out to her if you need a health and wellness coach. She is my personal health and wellness coach um definitely sets me on track so uh she's about to start her own podcast with health and wellness with a partner of hers so make sure y'all hit her up back to the fellas man this is another special episode because i have literally my oldest childhood friend on here i don't mean my oldest friend from college or high school i mean i met this dude when we were 11 years old that was <laughs> 2002 yeah my man nick <laughs> what's up dog what's going on man man i'm chilling man how you hey man nick i'm super proud of this dude man this guy is it's even though i still we, i still look at us and think as we're kids sometimes like this dude is doing amazing things He's about to have a baby on the way with a, with the apple of his eye. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to talk about that, but I'll leave that up to him, you know, later. But I've known this dude literally for 20-some-odd 20, 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Man, you old as shit. <laughs> you older than me. What you <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> about what? Because your birthday is in October, so like, yeah, about like yeah. seven months, something like that. Yeah. So nah, man, nah, I had to ask Nick to be on, man, because he's literally my oldest childhood friend. I mean, friend to the point where he could come to my parents' house and go in the refrigerator. You know how close you got to be. <laughs> To go over to somebody else's, I don't even do that at my lady's place. Like you know, what I mean? like you know, I would go to his place. Same thing, you know what I mean? Like we just, you know, our entire childhood, you know, not a day missed together, man. You know what I mean? So I had to ask him to be on, and you know, this is my man. Like you know, my parents still ask about him. You know same what I mean? Yeah. 
you was the only friend that I had that like my mother never questioned. <laughs> never questioned really? Anything. Never questioned anything. Never, man. She if she knew that I was with you, then she knew everything was good. Like man, I you know, I um I appreciate that, man. I didn't think I was gonna get teary eyed on this one. But tell Miss Moore, I said what's up. Um, well, wait, wait, I'm gonna be man. Yeah, yeah, man. You said what? I said they they be wondering where you at. Hey man, look, I'm gonna be at your baby shower. Damn, I can't believe it. I even said that. I'm gonna be at your baby shower, dog. You know, so but anyway, so Nick decided to come on here and grace me with his presence, man, and talk about you know things that he feels like you know made him into the person he is today you know and that's the good thing about this project y'all is that like everybody has a different story and nobody has the right to tell that person that their story isn't inspiring hell if you encourage yourself there you go so what's up man how's life these days wonderful man just moved into an apartment around the way not too long ago Uh, back out there on my own well not on my own you know me and my girl and her daughter yeah, and expecting the little one, October thirty first. That's when we expect them. That's twelve days after your birthday, ain't it? Yours yep. is what the eighteenth. Yeah, yeah, I still remember. I still remember all my man's birthdays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that's took tight. Y'all gonna share a birthday? Well, not really, but like Close. the same week. <laughs> Close. I wish we could share a birthday, but then I would never have a birthday again. But I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared for that too, though. So, man, like, yeah, dog, I remember um, last time we got up was a little while ago. And, you know, we, me and you were kind of both in not so good situations. Um, You know, remember when we went to the bar or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, matter of fact, I think I just hit, I didn't even start yet. I think, I know, I think I was kind of in the hiring process of getting into the radio station or whatever. And, you know, so that was like summer of 2020, I think, or something like that. So I remember we had, huh? I said about that because yeah, 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 it yeah, right yeah. before it was right, right before I started um, driving. It was right before I started driving. Right, right. And I'm bringing that up for a reason because like, you know, as kids, what do we talk about all the time? You know? Nothing, shit. <laughs> Nothing, not a damn thing, you know. But now we're grown men, and it's like we're having these real conversations, you yeah. know. And I remember the reason why we even got up is because I was still out of work at that time, and then I know you were too. And then we, I think I, you, one of us had called each other. So I'm like, man, let's just get up real quick. You know what I mean? And it just ended up being like such a dope eye-opening conversation about what we're trying to do you know what our plans are what our goals are you know what i mean i i remember uh briefly and i'm gonna let you talk about it in a little bit but i remember briefly you talked about how you just really wanted a kid man you know and um i talked about what i wanted to do you talked about what you want and then now we're here <laughs> yeah so with that i went through a uh dark time i guess you could say a time of like um depression you know like the girl the girl that i was with at the time we were expecting but then we had a a miscarriage right and that really hit me hard you know? mm, i remember and, that yeah yeah because i realized like i realized a long time ago even when i was younger like i think i want to be a parent you know like i, I, I see people 
having kids, like people that we went to school with, you know, make, making families and everything. And I always felt to myself that I'm a family type of guy. Like, I, I feel like that's what my purpose is. I feel like that's mm. where, you know, my purpose lies, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to hear a black man say that is always a beautiful thing, you know. Um, For sure. I can all, you know, I make a lot of jokes on here. I talk a lot of shit, but like, you know, I could, I feel the same, you know, you see, and I know it's like, you shouldn't compare your lives to other people, but who's not guilty of that? You know, like you said, you know, you see your friends like doing all these things and, you know, getting these jobs, buying houses, having the kids. Mm -hmm. And I forgot, you just reminded me that like y'all did have a miscarriage, man. And, you know, there's a lot of things I can relate to when people come on here, but that is not one thing I can relate to um you know so i can only imagine the depression that sparked yeah so even diving a little bit deeper into that the the young lady that i'm with now we went through a miscarriage as well damn i didn't know that yeah that so it was hard i know it was hard for her it was hard for me as well but you kind of get numb to certain things you know Mm -hmm. like even like right now, like there's a lot of times when she asks me, am I excited about the baby? And of course I'm excited, but it's hard for me to really show excitement until I actually see physically, mm. you know, everything is good. Like there's a lot of things that people want. I just, right now, I really just want a healthy baby. You know, right. I want to I stay just even as far as my emotions go. I don't want to get, too excited and it's hard sometimes because you know like i am excited i am i'm ready this is the furthest that i've been as far as uh, pregnancy goes it's literally right around the corner right so every day as we get closer to it you know i feel myself like all right this is happening like we almost hit that finish line but something inside of me is still just like you know just Stay focused on the goal at hand and don't get too excited because you never know. But she's told me, even my mother had to sit down and tell me. She said, you can't let this fear of something that you don't know take you out of the moment of right now. Like, you have to enjoy these moments. And Mm -hmm. no matter what, if something terrible happens, then that's part of God's plan. But you always have to just pray and just, you know, Take it a positive. So. That's uh, that's what we call a word. <laughs> I'm seriously, man. Like, yeah. like I don't know. Like my whole mindset's changed. You know, ever since I've even ever since the first pregnancy that I was a part of. You know, my whole mindset changed. Like, I kind of realized how precious life is, and like I said, purpose. Like a lot of us walk around here, and we think that we know what we want, but you don't really know what you want until I guess until it comes. Yeah. Until it comes until you actually get like an actual feeling of what that is. Like, like I said, I, I felt this way before, but then it got taken from me. And then at that moment I realized like, this really means a lot to me. Like I I want a kid. I I, want to be a father. I want to have a family. I want to be one of those types of guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I ain't gonna lie. I thought we was gonna come on here and bullshit and laugh the whole time because we known each other for so long. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, this this is definitely an important conversation to have, man. Because I don't think I've had a conversation with a man like this on here, you know, about yeah. how excited they were to have a child or to have a child. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I haven't really had this conversation with many people, man. Only a couple people that one even know about the past situations that I've had. Like, I don't really put myself out there on social media. I don't really tell people my business. I'm really like a private type of person. So right, right. this is yeah. actually kind of like, I'm trying to fight nerves right now, like even talking to you about it. Like, you know, but you're my yeah. boy. I feel like, man, if I could, if I could talk to anybody, it's going to be him. Ah, oh, man, I appreciate that, man. Well, I'm definitely all jokes aside that you, I'm honored that you decided to come on this platform that something my name is attached to and talk about something that you wouldn't ever really talk about, you know, cause us with men, you know, we, we, especially black men, we hold stuff in, you know, yeah. the society says that's what we're supposed to do. Some men even feel as though like, Oh man, I can't talk to my mans about that. He going to think X, Y, and Z, this, mm-hmm. that, and the third, you know what I mean? It's a really negative, toxic way of thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, me and you are, we've known each other for so long, but we're opposites in that. Cause I've always been more open to talk about my stuff. You know what I mean? Hell, like if you listen to the, not you specifically, but you know, you listen to the first episode of this podcast, I talk about a lot, not everything, but you know, a lot. I mean, I just had my lady on the last episode. That's something that I never thought I'd do, but you know what I mean? So with this toxic way of thinking that men aren't supposed to talk about these things. I don't subscribe to that, you know, and I'm just glad that you're, I hope this is going to be helpful to you because it's definitely helpful to me, man. You know, cause like I've never, I've never and you know, we grown here. I can say this. I've never had a scare. I've never even had that pregnancy anyway. Mm -hmm. I've never had any of that, let alone, you know, someone being pregnant or, you know, so you, making it all the way to a certain point in one at one point than having a miscarriage. But, you know, you said something that I can't necessarily, I can't necessarily relate to the miscarriage of the pregnancy and expecting a little one to come, but I can relate to something that you said that because of what that, ha- because that happened, you appreciate life much more in our ripe old age of 30, 31 years old. <laughs> I have, uh, <laughs> learned that God has a way of take having to take something from you so you can enjoy it later in, in, in your next season of life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I can't relate to that, but there's other aspects I can relate to. Like, for example, you know, when I was in my last profession for when I was carrying a weapon for almost seven years, like I knew it sucked. But like, <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was until I got into a profession that I loved, you mm-hmm. know, and don't get me wrong within those seven, that seven year window, I did try to get into the current profession I'm in now, but I didn't put enough effort. I didn't put enough work. I didn't have enough commitment. I was just listening to a sermon um, by a dude out of Atlanta called his name is uh, Bishop Bronner. And he was talking about how God makes a miracle. And he says, mm-hmm. it's three steps you need to have. Do you three things you need to know of one, have knowledge two, get moving and three, be committed. You know what I mean? And those were the three ingredients that I didn't have. So like 
coming into a profession or a career that I have a passion for, I look back and go, damn, I'm so glad I'm not there <laughs> because I appreciate it much more. Or, you know what I mean? Like with, with, with your lady, with my lady, that came out wrong with my lady, with your, <laughs> with your lady. Um, you know, I didn't realize how bad relationships were before I met the person that I'm with. You know, what mm-hmm. I, mean? I, I was um, I was outside yesterday walking my dog and it was super hot. Right. And forgive me for this crazy analogy I'm about to make, but screw it. Like, hopefully it'll make sense. And it was really hot outside. We went all the way around the block as usual. And I keep my AC on like 60, 69, you know what I'm saying? 68. And when I walk back in my place and you feel that initial like blow of fresh, cold air, you did not realize how hot it was outside (laughs) until you see what I'm saying? I was like, damn, like I didn't know it was that. It's feel good as a mug in here or vice versa. You know, it's super cold outside. You walk into a heated room. You didn't realize how bad it was out there. You know what I'm saying? Until you got to a next point. Yeah, Spence, that was a dope analogy. I like that. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> but um, no, nah, man, and I think I, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for your journey. I dag sure can't speak for God, but there's always a silver lining in everything. And I'm glad that even though you went through those situations with the, you know, the pregnancies and a little one that you really, really wanted, that you can appreciate life much more now yeah for sure but no your mom miss Moore, miss nora Moore, i gotta give her her due <laughs> respect i don't know if she's gonna listen to this but hey girl um <laughs> you know uh always i think that's why we were always close because you had a certain level you had a you had role models i had role models you know what I mean? And then like, hell, our role models know each other. You know what I mean? They know yeah, each other's know. houses, you know? So to have that guidance and it's really dope that Rachel, your significant other said that to you. Cause she's the one in the seat. And I don't know if you've ever heard of something called, I think it's called flight attendant effect or something stupid, but it's like, I have, I have nervousness with flying. Right. But I read that one of the ways to keep my nerves calm during when I'm on a flight is always look at the flight attendants. Mm-hmm. If they're not free, cause the turbulence cre- scares the hell out of me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want a smooth mm-hmm. flight. I don't want no interruptions. I don't want no man. The little seatbelt don't bing when that goes off. I'm like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm I have nervousness with flying. But they said, always keep your eye on the flight attendant, because simply if they ain't freaking out, you shouldn't freak out. And so it's like if this turbulence and this, that and the third and the plane shaking and all this other shit. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, what a flight. If the flight attendant ain't running up and down the hall, up up and down the aisles or whatever, I'm chilling. So it's like to see Rachel, the one who's carrying y'all's little one, if she tells you. Y'all don't freak out. It's going to be all right. Man, mm-hmm. I don't know how much reassurance you can get after that, especially yeah. if he's been there before with the miscarriage. Yeah, I know. So, and she already has a child as well. So, right, right. She, she already knows the ins and outs of, you know, what the pregnancy holds for us and, you know, each stage of it. You know, she teaches me all the time, you know. Yeah. So, I'm very thankful for her. I'm very thankful that. 
she's the one that's carrying my child. She's yeah. very loving, you know, her and her daughter, they have the greatest relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I have somebody that can help me love my child that's coming, you know, the same way how she loves hers. And, you know, just teach me how to be a parent because it's harder than you think, like trying to, just trying to raise her daughter along with her. Hey man, look this. This is why I'm gonna hand the reins off to you because I have not a clue what that's like. <laughs> man, I ain't gonna lie, neither do I. <laughs> so I mean, it's a journey though. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely you know, a life changing experience knowing that I do like I have somebody right now. I have a little one that looks at me for guidance on certain things. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having to change the person that you are, not necessarily changing the person that you are, but kind of putting a filter on yourself because you have somebody younger looking at you and looking up to you and, you know, wanting to be like one of her parents. <laughs> I'm laughing because, uh, <laughs> first of all, first of all, what you're saying is dope. What you're saying is deep. And it made me have a flashback of something. You know, um, I attempt and this, 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 this is another reason why I'm like, damn, man, we really grown dog. And I'm proud of you because of what you're saying, because that's that's some real stuff. You know what I mean? And remember conversations we would talk stuff. We we would talk about as kids. And like I said, man, you, we talking about real grown, grown men stuff. But I remember like it is so dope to hear you talk about how a little one that you know didn't come from your loins is looking up to you and how your lady is like teaching you how to be a parent not only with her existing little one but with the little one that you guys are expecting you know so i'm glad that you've had that experience because one time i tried to see date somebody with a kid and i swear all you heard me saying was get your ass off my couch (laughs) (laughs) that little girl was mad as fuck (laughs) dog i swear dog like yo and it's like when you said it's harder than you think i I, man look and there's moments like that all the time (laughs) (laughs) in in the modest tone he says it (laughs) it's funny because uh me and my girl had a conversation the other day and i told her i said i think my problem is that i don't know how to talk to a child i talk to a child like they're an adult like i said that's something that i have to teach myself like yeah okay it's a small person, it's a little person. They don't comprehend, like they don't know right. what you're asking them to do, and you know. Yeah. So it is kind of hard, and it's also about patience too. It's also right. about patience. But I realize that I have zero patience. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what happened in my life to where like all of my patience ran out, but like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I shit, I could tell you about mine. Well, my patience ran out. Look, hey, you know, funny, my father. Right. Who I told you was going to be who I told um, you were going to be on this episode. And he was, man, I ain't going to lie. I don't even listen to your podcast, but I'll listen to that. one. <laughs> <laughs> no boy said that. No boy said that. I said, well, I, I commend you for the honesty. You know, but my father, you know, he's like the only one I talk to about, like, you know, anything personal or whatever. And because um, he always gives like. You know, the best my mom does, too. But my mom gives like good financial advice. My father gives good 
like World life good. advice, <laughs> you know, life advice that like about things that money can't buy. You know, you need your taxes done. You need this. That. Oh, yeah. My mom, who you want to talk to. But if you're trying to figure something out in life that you have no guidebook to. Yeah. Papa Brian is is on speed dial. Right. So I remember I was telling him about a young woman I was seeing earlier this year that me and you sort of kind of know, but we ain't going to get into who it was that they had two kids. Right. And I knew that before, like I approached them. Right. And so we went out once and everything was cool or whatever. And so I told my father about this particular person. Right. <laughs> I said, now, you know, my father, you know him like my father. This is where I get my animated personality from. Right. So I said, yeah, dad, I'm getting to know this girl. You know what I'm saying? I went to school with her years ago and blah, 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 whatever. He goes, oh, okay. Uh, what she do? And I was telling her, you know, what she do for a living? So I was telling her everything about her, right? This is where I met Morgan, of course. And so, you know, he said, she got any kids? I said, yeah, she got two kids. He goes, oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool, cool, you know. <laughs> now, I ain't no idiot. Like, his tone of voice <laughs> went all the way down. I said, what? He goes, nah, man, you know, you a grown man. You a grown man. You do what you got to do, man. You know, da, 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 da. So obviously things didn't work out with that 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 young lady. So months, 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 months later, you know what I mean? A long time later, I ended up telling him, you know, about, you know, Morgan and who I'm actually with, you know, the one girl who was on the last episode. And so he goes, she got any kids? That was the first thing he asked. And I said, nah, she ain't got no kids. And he goes, oh, okay. And I was like, why? He goes, look, I know you better than you know your damn self. You ain't got no patience for no damn kids. <laughs> and I was like, what? He was like, when you told me that person had the two kids, he goes, look, I'm not knocking somebody because they got that. That's not what I'm saying. He said, I'm talking about you. You ain't got no damn patience. For that. <laughs> and it's like, I started thinking and I was like, damn, he right. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think me and you, you know, again, two peas in a pod, you know, because I'm like, Dog, like you know, it's it's. I remember when I was seeing a person that I that did have a kid. Man, I remember one time I almost kicked both of their asses out of my place. I, so <laughs> I, I ain't gonna go into the whole story, but the story ends with you and her get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what my father was talking. And now I love children. Don't get me wrong, but it's like I used to be a teacher years ago. But it's like when you're dealing with it in romance. You know what I mean? It's just one of them things that only certain people can do it. And I can fully admit that I don't have, you know, the, but with you t talking and only because I've known you so long that, you know, you're able to talk so gracefully about, you know, Rachel, about her little one, about the little one that y'all having together, man, to me. You know, you know, I got to throw some humor. This thing ain't called the sometimes disingenuous podcast for no reason. You know, I got to be the disingenuous one. You keep all the genuine shit with you, you know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, never a dull moment, man. Never a dull moment. Never. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be me, you know. <laughs> nah, man, Um, I haven't met your uh, the apple in your eye yet, but hopefully I'll be able to meet her soon at the at the uh, uh at the baby shower you know so um i never asked how long you know where where'd y'all meet how long y'all been together if you don't mind me asking so we met at we were working together we was working at right. a restaurant together 
and she had she had just came back from another restaurant she was working at. She had been working at the um, place I was like off and on, but you know we just kind of vibe with each other. You know, right. it wasn't like uh, I don't know how to put it. We just like we just linked. It was just you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. A fr- she she's in the other room right now. She <laughs> she said. Oh, she, oh, she uh, is. Oh, uh, 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 hey girl. Friendship <laughs> <laughs> that turned into more. Huh? She you said what? She said a friendship that turned into more. That's oh, great! Damn, I'm, I ain't know she was listening. I'm glad she ain't hear no bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been mm. together for about uh, two years. It's just been, it's been a really good two years, you know. Like, yeah, I connect with her, and my mother and my family they love her. So that's another big plus right there. Like, <laughs> that's a big ass mother, plus. Yeah, <laughs> like, she had yeah, conversations yeah. with my mother that I'm not even a part of. Like, this is crazy. That's, that's never been a thing with any of my girlfriends. Yeah, my mother that's actually dope. likes you. So, because uh, hey y'all, for y'all who are listening. Miss <laughs> Nora Moore does not play. I remember being on the phone with Nick as kids years before cell phones. And all I hear is a <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, I got to call y'all back. I'll call y'all back. <laughs> Yo, Miss Moore didn't play, right? You know, I remember as uh, kids, I'd be over y'all's crib. And like, if things got too loud and I hear her voice, like, I tense up like she my mom. So yeah. the fact. <laughs> That you know, all of that worked out together is 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 great, man. You know, but no, man, definitely wishing y'all the best on that, dog. You know, I got my, my, my fingers crossed. You know, uh, I've learned to pray more and talk less these days. So you know, can't wait to uh, meet the little one. And if I must say, we ain't got to go into the details with this. But if I invited to the wedding, we ain't friends no more. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. You know, uh, going back to yeah, and I'm because I'm, I'm focusing this conversation on the last one that we had in person. And you know, I remember like if anybody was uninspired or unmotivated, it was me at that time. Um, but I didn't realize how much me and you were in the same boat until we met up that day. So I remember, you know, we, we you talked about you know the stuff with your romantic life and the thing with the baby and all this other stuff. But I remember another pivotal point in that conversation was you know, about the whole being unemployed and that and feeling like, you know, you you did all this work to get all these licenses and certifications yeah. for no reason. Yeah. So as far as like my career path went, like um I mm. was like I said, I got my CDL and I was I was still at the restaurant, but this was also during COVID. So right. I didn't know how the restaurant issue was gonna go i didn't know if he was going to be able to stay open or what but i knew that i had to do something so i got my cdl and literally i was getting no phone calls no no emails back i would apply to all these different jobs and i was hearing nothing but i remember me and you talked and you just gave me positive vibes to go off of and then i remember a company out in waldorf had gave me a offer of employment and I took that one immediately. That's right. And I remember I told you about it and it was pretty much just like, like the way how yeah. it happened was just so crazy. Cause I'm just like, man, I just, I literally just got through talking to my boy about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, don't, man, don't sweat it. Just 
keep grinding, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You know, shit is gonna shit is gonna happen. And I'm just like, at that time, I was like, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I done did all this shit for no reason. <laughs> I, this money. I, I, I got a license that I'm not doing nothing with because they want experience that I don't have and everything. But yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And right now I'm in a position where I can't be happier, man. Like, right. I had to go through. I had to go through the even as far as when I got my job driving the like the first job I had driving, I went through the ups and downs, and you know I just I just stuck with it. Like I knew that I was going to be able to get to where I wanted to be, but I just had to have patience and I had to keep working at it and keep going and just have a faith that you know you didn't do this for no reason, kid. Like. Right. If if you yeah. wanted it, it's gonna come, but you gotta work for it. That's the main yeah. thing about it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, man. Um <laughs> and like that's like actually the worst type of advice that I, I hate to give. Man, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna be cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I know I don't even give that type of advice no more. Like, you know what I mean? Cause like I'll just I don't I, first of all, I don't give advice unless someone asks for it. That's number one. Because <laughs> I hate when someone goes, Oh, you what you need to do. Oh, what you need to do is shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, no. Nah. So, nah, man, like, you know, and it was like, I, I could only give you that advice at that time because I was uninspired. Like, I was unmotivated. Like, yeah, I think the radio thing was in the works at the time, but it wasn't like solid. But I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So I was trying to use that little bit of faith that like, because that 2024, a lot of people, me, you, a yeah. lot of people sucked. So, you know, but when you see, you know, a a person that's close to you in some type of turmoil, you know, real friendship, real brotherhood, sister, whatever is like, even though you may be on the outs and you see a person, your, your, your boy, your girl, your family member, whatever, your lady, your boyfriend, whatever, when you see them on the outs too, man, you can't just go, man, you're going to be all right. Like you got, you got to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and some type of reassurance. Some type of reassurance, you know. And the only way you can believe that things are going to happen, it's kind of like what you said earlier when we first started talking. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, you were talking about, you know, your little one that's on the way. It's like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, man, look, <laughs> he, ain't, he, she ain't here yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like you got it's weird with life that we learn that you can't. It's It's hard to have that faith because you can't see it, you mm -hmm. know, in front of you, you know, and like, that's why I've always to now at this point in my life, like if someone's going through something like, you know, I, I'll just simply say, man, look, you know, I'm a phone call away, hit me up, whatever, you know, um, I got close, another friend of mine who kind of dealing with something, you know, I mean, in his life. And I didn't go, well, what you need to do, what you did to do that is I was more so just explaining a similar situation that happened to me in the good ending that happened out of it, uh -huh. and, you know, and that's because people not going to understand, you know, and I think I talked about this one time on here before a long time ago, I was talking to somebody about suicide. Right. And I'm not sure if you remember, but you know, about a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, um, there was this series of these young like women who were just like killing themselves. They were like beauty queens and stuff like that. And one jumped off of a building, stuff like that. And so 
the person who I was talking to was a little older or whatever. And, uh, well, no, they were a lot older. And, you know, they had said that, oh, man, I don't see how they could do that to themselves. They had their whole life in front of them. Uh, you, it's that's kind of like a self and when they said it they they had good intentions behind it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um but when you look at it on the outside it's a little self-centered and a little selfish to say because one you don't know that for you can't say that for them you know what i mean you can't speak for them like two you're much older you have had enough life experience where you've been on the out several times and it has got better. So that's given you that platform to have that, that faith system that you have, you know what I mean? But for someone who's been dealt a bad hand their entire life, telling them that things are going to get better is not <laughs> going to make them feel better. I had to learn that, you know? So when I was telling you, Hey, you be, I right, keep grinding. Yeah. I meant it. But in the back of my head, shit, man, I'm 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 messed up too, dog. <laughs> like, you know, because it, it's and that's why I don't like when people tell me that now. You know, if you're going through something and this, that, and the third, oh, you be good, you know, just da 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 da. And it's like I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong, I'm always gonna appreciate yeah. the support. But it's like you be like, ah, yeah, yeah, all right. But once you or me or someone else who's dealing with whatever they're dealing with, once that light at the end of the tunnel does open up and you see things are possible to get better. That's really the only way I believe in my opinion that you can start to hear things like that. And it actually does something for your morale. 100%. That's really the only way, man. You know what I mean? I feel like one, one, one of the only ways that, you know, you can understand that life gets better is when you actually experience it. Yeah, you know, and I mean, you can also say like, because me and you are believers, so it's like when you see God working in somebody else's life and what they've mm-hmm. done for them, it's like, you know, another thing where I hear, and I'd be like, mm, you can't really say that when you hear people like talk bad about people who be like crying in church and this, that, and the third, and blah 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 blah. Like, man, they doing the most. Man, you don't know what happened to them. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't know what. God is if that is your belief system, because this is not about going against anybody else's belief system. But me and you are believers of God, believers of Christ or whatever. So it's like you don't know what God has done in their life for them to act like that. You know what I mean? And praise and fellowship. And that that comes in. Yeah, I've never ran around a church or nothing before, but I've been on a long drive and like the right song comes on. And next thing you know, I'm tearing up because I'm thinking about. You know what I mean? Like it comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. So when you see someone else's life being like them doing great things in life and come, and that's kind of what this podcast is about. You know what I'm saying? You see people that like are once and were once in a certain position and now they're in another position. Look, man, the last conversation me and you had, we were both depressed and down. You just mm-hmm. said five minutes ago, I couldn't be happier because mm-hmm. of how life worked out. So, you know, that's the beautiful thing about, well, and also the hard thing about, growing up you know what i mean these things you got to learn yourself yeah and i had to learn a lot you know like on on my own like just from from the time that we graduated high school up until now bro just so much change right you know and so happy for the change like in a went like i said depression is real i never Mm -hmm. and i never knew that i was depressed Mm -hmm. 
that that was something that I had to come to terms with. Like I went around thinking everything is fine, everything is good, not knowing everything that I wanted. I was never really like, especially when I was younger, everything that I know that I wanted, I never really fought to get. I right. kind of just waited for it to happen. And then like right. I said, when it did happen and it was taken from me, that's when I had to straighten up and realize, oh nah, like if this is what you want, you're gonna have to work for it. That's 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 definitely real, dog. You know, and it's like depression is real, you know. Mm -hmm. And um you said something else that I kinda wanna touch on is you didn't know you were depressed. You know. Yeah. Like I said, um from just when we graduated high school up until now. I was kind of just coasting through life. You know, things would happen. I wouldn't pay it no mind. It wouldn't bother me. Deep down, I know that it bothers me, but I'm not going to put that out for the world to see, you know. Right. When growing up the way how we did, like, mental health really wasn't a thing back in the day when we was in school. Like, nobody really talked about mental health. Nah, nah, um, nah. You know, so you didn't really know what to look for. You didn't know what signs to look for. And like I said, I didn't know that I was depressed for a while. Right. And then you go through a traumatic situation and you feel like, all right, I can bounce back. But then you realize that you don't bounce back the way how other situations have happened to you. Maybe a little bit more milder than said traumatic situation. But when right. you realize that you don't bounce back, that's when you know. Well, at least that, that's when I knew, like, I'm going through something. Like, Yeah, no, nah, man, you did another good point. Like, they didn't really talk about this when we were kids. You know what I mean? I think the kids that are coming up now, I think they're probably one of the first generations where mental health, the the awareness of it, the importance of it is being like emphasized, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but no, man, like it's a generational thing. Like, you know, what we now call PTSD was once called shell shock. <laughs> you know what I mean? When, like Vietnam vets came back, you know, so like it's it's these things only get awareness like as the years go on and like, you know, um we i know my parents weren't like this your you know your parents weren't like this but it's like a lot of people grow up that you know do have mental health issues and like they want to go to therapy and they want to go do all these things you know and like the older generations not you know excluding our families all therapies for crazy people therapies for this therapies for that you know what i mean it's like you don't need that ain't that wrong with you or the number one, just pray on it, <laughs> you know, and you can have God and you can have a therapist. You know what I mean? And it's like depression is one of them like silent killers, man, because, again, going back to us being black men, like black men, we're not supposed to be depressed. We're not supposed to have depression. We're men. We're supposed to be strong. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. complete bullshit, because the more you hold stuff in, it's kind of like when you shake a soda bottle and you open it up. You know what I mean? It's going to explode eventually. You know, and it's with the depression thing. You know what I mean? The only way like, I mean, the, the first step in fixing a problem is admitting that you have one. You know, that's mm -hmm. just a, that's just a fact. It's not even an opinion. And, you know, when you were dealing with yours, I would same thing with me. Like, I'm like, nah, I ain't depressed. You know, I'm a little sad. I'm a little this. You know, what mm -hmm. I mean, this is several, this is years ago, like maybe 2014, 15. Or whatever when mine started kicking in before i even like came to i it was only it was until maybe 2020 that i kind of admitted that i'm like all right yeah like i mean i was in therapy before that but like to understand what the true inner workings of depression is i didn't even realize how bad it was until 2020 you know 
So I'm right along with you. You know what I mean? It's like you didn't know you had it. You know what I mean? So you kind of but the longer you're in denial, that's when the relationships, the close relationships that we have with our families, our friends, our romantic partners, those start dwindling. You know what I mean? So because we're in denial and, you know, nothing's wrong with us, but our behaviors are affecting the people that are around us. And eventually it's going to push us away. And I know I'm guilty of that, you know, several times over, you know, luckily the people that I still have in my life, you, my parents, you know, longtime friends or whatever that like, you know, we all still here, you know, but it's like, there's a lot of people that I've come across in the past where like, they probably was like, yeah, nah, dog, I ain't dealing with this. We're all a villain in somebody's story. You know, you know, we don't, none of us never want to admit that we never want to admit that, you know, we were the issue or we're not, I don't even mean romance. I just mean in life, man. Like, you know, we're all, we've all been the villain. There's always been a villain in our story. We've been the villain in somebody else's, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like you said earlier, you got to admit that you have a problem. Sometimes you have to admit that you are the problem as well, which I had to do, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I had to go through a moment in time where I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe, maybe I am fucked up. Like, maybe I do yeah. take mm-hmm. advantage of situations. Like, maybe I do take advantage of people sometimes, you know, and their emotions. And, you know, it was hard going through that. It was hard looking at myself in the mirror and seeing somebody that I didn't like, seeing somebody that I myself wasn't used to. Right. You know, but... That's what that depression did. That depression just made me one of those people where it was just like, yo, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything that I can. And it's like, fuck the world. Like the world is against me. But that was yeah. just, me, you know, coming down hard on myself. Um, it, was, it was a struggle. And sometimes and to, to say that I'm out of it would be a lie. You know, I yeah, still feel yeah, I still feel sad sometimes. I still see myself thinking about the past and what I could have did and knowing that nothing that I come up with now is gonna change how the past went. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that I can do right now is look towards the future and the people that I do have in my life hold them close to me, you know. Try yeah. not to have any fallouts with anybody, but you know, that's life. Things yeah. happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes people come and go, you know, even the people we don't want them to. Nah, man. Um, it's funny because uh, I'm only saying this because me and you have known each other for years. And it, I feel like this is the perfect time to, like, bring this up. Uh, me and my lady, we were having a conversation the other day and we were kind of just, you know, talking. Even though we didn't know each other as kids, we were kind of like reminiscing on our childhoods. And I don't know, somewhere along the other, we got on the topic of like popularity in school, right? Mm-hmm. Bear with me, because I know you're like, popularity, I got to do with this. But no, nah, I'm, I'm bringing my plane in for a landing. Give me a second. <laughs> so we were talking about like popularity and like sitting. You remember in high school, you know, we sitting at the kid, uh, you got the popular kids and you got this mm-hmm. and you got that or whatever. And, you know, we were talking about that whole thing. You know what I mean? And she has said that like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Cause some kids that we went to high school, that I went to high school with, I see them now and they look all messed up and they look torn up and they all this, they all that, blah, 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 blah. 
And I said, yeah, man, no, that's that's a true thing. You know, life happens. But nobody seems to talk about the kids that we grew up with that, you know, were popular. Right. And they had all the ducks in a row and they had all this and they had all that. And as adults, they're still living off of that. No one talks about that part because there's a couple people, me and you grew up with that, you know, were just the finest thing walking and this, mm-hmm. that, and the third. And you still see that's all they about as adults. Mm-hmm. They have nothing mm-hmm. else to offer. They don't. T- <laughs> you know, like I could say that to you because we literally met in sixth grade. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they were, they were. Like this one particular person we went to high school with, she was all this so glitz and glam and money and popular and this and that and blah 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 whatever and everything was about materialism and da 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 da. I can distinctly remember we had a class together in tenth eleventh grade, and her mom she got mad because her mom bought her a Mercedes for her seventeenth birthday, but it was the wrong color. Right? This particular person has another has a podcast himself. Right. And I listened to an episode the other day, you know, just to see, you know, oh man, me being a podcast, a producer, whatever myself, you know, you listen to other people's podcasts. What were they talking about? Money. (laughs) Oh, I I ain't going to get this Gucci bag. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do that. And they had a dude on there that we went, that we grew up with. And he was on the same thing. And I said, damn, bro, 20 years later, that's all no, you want. No change. No change. <laughs> no substance. No change. You know what I mean? Now, the ones that we grew up with, that life hit them, you know, when they got dealt a bad hand after. I'm not talking, man, that's just life. But I'm talking about the ones who are still living in a fairy tale world. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's kind of, and bringing it back to what we're talking about now is being grown adults, grown men. You know, as far as like you said a few minutes ago, I knew I had to change. You know what I mean? And I said this in the last episode, but I just it's one of my favorite quotes where Muhammad Ali said that if a man is 20 and he views the same world, he views the world the same way at 50. He's only wasted 30 years of his life. You Mm -hmm. know, and so to see people that we grew up with. That have no, they couldn't have conversations like the one me and you were having because we had shit happen to us and we're learning from it. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, 20 years later, something done happened in their life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. I know for a fact, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't care how much money you got, trouble ain't gonna, tr- trouble's gonna come your way eventually. And damn, you still talking about this. You know what I mean? You still talking about stuff that don't matter. And, you know, I said before, don't get me wrong. I win a million dollars a day. I'm going to be a happy damn person, you know. But I also work at a cemetery. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of millionaires buried in that muff. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's like, you, <laughs> you know, so it's like you got to find that balance between yeah. things that matter and things that kind of don't when you check up out of here, man. And I don't know to hear you speak. So I'm I'm kind of going back to the beginning when you said you don't really talk about stuff like this. To hear you talk about it right here and right now, man, it's 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 just 
It's amazing. And you're in another point that you made that was really good um, to say that you're completely out of your depression would be BS because depression is a mental health. A lot of those things, that's a disease. Addiction, that's a disease. Depression, that's a disease. And, you know, there are things you can do to cope with the symptoms, but they don't ever really, you know, but I know Morgan says this all the time. No, coulda, shoulda, woulda, <laughs> you know, and you just said like, you know, damn what I could have done, what I should, man, look, I'm in the same boat with you. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, maybe if I'd have gotten this job earlier, da, 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 I could do this. I could do that. And every time yeah. I think mm-hmm. about it all the time, man, if I would have just as soon as I got out of high school, if I would have just went on the career path that I am now, where where would I be right now? Where Where would I be? But. Yeah. But, you know, in high school, what did every 12th grade senior in the United States do? We all wrote a paper mm-hmm. we, before we graduated that was titled whatever. Where do you see mm-hmm. yourself in 10 years? Mm-hmm. Dog, there ain't not one person <laughs> that I know that probably that said, you know what I mean? Oh, man, look, you're about to. I don't have no kids. You're about to have your first one. I bet you in that letter that we wrote in in, in, in 12th grade, we done had four, five kids by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I think about that, too. It's like, damn, maybe if I should have did this. Blah, blah, blah. I was talking to my father the other day, and I got turned out for a job that I really, really wanted, or at least one that I thought I wanted. And, you know, I was like, man, dog, this job was paying almost $200,000 a year. (laughs) You know, I say that to say this There's a point where reason why I said how much it was paying. And I said, man, man, I really, you know, I mean, that, that, dog is, you know, I mean, whatever, 200 G's a year. And, you know, he said, look, man, you exactly where you're supposed to be, because if you were still carrying a weapon for 11, carrying a weapon for a living, you wouldn't have got a call back from one of the most prestigious broad journalism, journalism companies, organizations in the world, which is who this company was. So he said, first of all, you got to re- you got to remember that, that if you were still where you were, where you think you should have been, you wouldn't have got a call from them. Right. And I was like, damn. And then he said this. He said, you got to th- there's three things you got to think about when stuff like this happens, specifically in this particular situation. Because the job, I'm not going to say who the company was for, but the job was based in Manhattan, right? Doing kind of what I do for a living now. And he said, did you want to live in Manhattan? Did you want to work for this particular company? Or did you want to make that money that they were offering? Once you figure out which one of those you're upset with, that's where you can move on to the next part of your life. I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, if you wanted to he said I keeps hearing you talk about what was and what could have been and what should have been and what might have been he was like if you were upset that you didn't get the job because you wanted to work for this particular company you keep applying to that company if you were upset because you wanted to work in Manhattan you keep applying to jobs like that in Manhattan or if you were upset because you they were paying almost $200,000 a year for something that you love doing do not think that that is the end all be all to get that type of money for what you for what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. He says, I think when it comes to the financial aspect of what they were paying, you were up. You're upset about the change that I could have brought. And he's his true story. He said this and he said, 
don't focus on what don't think that this particular company, this particular this opportunity that was hanging in front of you is the only way to get the life that you want. Man, you can't buy wisdom like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like I after that, like I was in the car driving. I just left my girl spot. Like when I got the the when they turned me down for this job, I really wanted, you know, and of course she said what she had to say to me, whatever. And, you know, I was calling my I talked to my father, but and I was in the car and I was over it. When I say over it, I mean, in a good way. I was chilling by the time I got home because I started thinking, I said, damn, what what it is, what happened, happened. What you going to do now? And that's kind that that's what it's about. You know what I mean? So it's like there's things that happen in our lives that we can't control, but we can control how we move on from it. Yeah. For sure. You know, you know. So um, yeah, man, like that that's what they didn't teach that in Matter Woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot that they probably taught us, but we ain't pay attention to though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what's the 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 uh the, the, the parallelum theorem or some bush? Like, <laughs> the fuck am I gonna use that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't use algebra driving. I don't use I, I don't use algebra when I'm on air at the radio station. Like, you know what I mean? So there's certain things that only life and life alone, you know. But not. But you had said something about uh, the letter that we wrote to ourselves. Yeah. And it's funny because, bro, for for as long as I've known you, it was a mm-hmm. long time. You you you've always had the idea or like the goal that yo, I'm gonna be on the radio. Like, I got this voice. I got to use it, you know, like even when we was kids, man, it's, it's crazy because my mother would always say she was just like, you You would call and she would pick up the phone and be like, who is this grown ass man calling? <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time you called and she picked up the phone and she heard your voice, she was like, yo, who the hell is this? I was just like, oh, that's my boy. What grade is he in? <laughs> but it's crazy because, bro, like to see one as a kid and here you know of course kids got all these ideas of oh i want to be this when i get old i want to do this i want to do this for you to say i want to use my voice like i want to be on the radio i want to be a voice actor i want to do something and then actually do it bro i commend you thanks man it's yeah it's i don't want to say it's unreal because anything is tangible if you put your mind to it of course like you can right. do whatever you want to do but it's just crazy because i because i've known you for so long and i'm just right. like bro, like to see somebody as a kid say this is what they want to do go through the ups and downs go through probably a, a moment in your life where you probably gave up on the dream of being mm. on the radio or you know what i'm saying you probably that, that there might have been a moment where it was just like I'm not gonna do that. Like I ain't about yeah. to worry about. I, I ain't about to. Do, I'm about to do something more practical. I guess you could say. Yeah. But to be where you are right now, bro, that's amazing. You know, because like we grew up with a bunch of people that, and I'm pretty sure it's only a couple, a handful of people that are doing what they. And this does not even people that we grew up with. This is just everybody. Like right, you right. have ideas and a goal as a child, but and it never comes into fruition. So for you to be doing what you're doing and know that that's what you've wanted to do for a long time, man. Like I said, I just commend you for it. Hey, man, I'm proud of you, man. Damn, man. 
I had to hold back a few uh, tears on that one. <laughs> hey, real quick before I comment on, you know who we should have got on? Well, who I got to get on here? If Ooh. his big head is listening, Kenneth. Well, I ain't gonna put his last name. <laughs> I was yeah. about to. I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, hey, for y'all don't know Kenneth Kenny. His last name starts with an S. He see, he sees all my stories, so he probably listening to this. Hey man, I'm coming for you next. You know what I mean? Hey. You fitting to be because that was the three amigos when we was growing up. <laughs> Me, Kenny, and Nick. <laughs> I just thought about that, man. I was like all that because I I knew like when I asked you to be on here, man. Like I was like, hey, like anybody else other than you, like, and this goes for my my lady that was on the last. I knew exactly where we was gonna start. What we was gonna talk about. This, that, and the third. I was like, damn, where the hell are we going to talk about, dog? Because we've known each other for like 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, but nah, man, what you said, dog, I definitely appreciate that, man. And the fact that like this friendship has stayed. And you know, when you grow up, you know what I mean? You might not be able to see each other every day like you did when y'all was younger. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know what I mean? You, like I said, man, you got a family now. You know what I mean? And like we all doing these things, man. But it's like those few friendships. And relationships that will always have that bond. Y'all might not talk for months, you know what I mean? But like y'all are still gonna be close, man. So, you know, and to to add what you were saying about, you know, about seeing, you know, me doing what I'm doing for a living, man. It's like I only got here because one, God and the support that you just gave. You know what I mean? Like nobody gets to a certain point in life without the help of other other people. You know what I mean? Um, nobody. So, you know, I definitely appreciate that, man. It, you had me cracking up with your mom, uh, Mitch Moore, saying, like, who the hell is this? Hey, I remember uh, <laughs> when we would make prank phone calls as kids. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> remember that? And I remember I specifically called this. It was me, you, Kenny, and I think Daryl. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> and so I, <laughs> you know, let y'all know how bad we were as kids, man. We would get on the phone many years before cell phones. We talking about landlines, you know what I mean? We have like five people on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I remember we were we call. I this we made a lot of prank phone calls, but this is the one that I remember the most, man. Like it happened yesterday. And I remember we were on the phone. We prank called some poor asshole that like was probably just sitting at home chilling, minding his business. And he picks up the phone, and he sounded like a he. It sounded like a voicemail. And so he was like, "Hello." And then one of us was like, "Yeah, what's up, man? You know, some stupid we'd say." And then so one of us was like, "Yo, did he hang up?" And you hear this creepy voice come over the phone, and go, "No." I did not hang up. <laughs> and we was like, oh, shit, hang up the phone. <laughs> hey, I, that's the one that I remember the most. That creepy voice came over the phone, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Hell, that's probably the last one we made. I said, yo, I'm done with this. You know, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, man, good times. Hey, hey, I got to I gotta tell this one story. It's the last story I'm going to tell is when we were kids, prank calling, right? It was me, you, Daryl, Kenny. And it was a, no, sorry. It was me, you, Daryl, 
and a young lady that I don't even we grew up with, but um, she was on the phone with us because she went to high school with us or went to middle school with us. And at the time, she was a little plump. You know what I'm saying? She was a little thick, had a little, had a little, you know, had a little, yeah, you know. <laughs> so we were talking to her, and I'm gonna just call her L. That's what her first name started with. And I said, L, you know Daryl, right? Daryl wasn't on the phone at the time. So we were all like, yo, you know L, right? And she was like, no, I don't know no L. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes to school with us. I think we were like in the seventh grade or something. <laughs> and so she was like, nah, I don't know any L. I don't know any L. And so we was like, yo, like he knows, man, da, 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 whatever. So we was like, man, we gonna call him. We gonna call him. You know, L, you know, you know, Daryl, you know, Daryl or whatever. Or L was saying that about Daryl. We was like, L, you know, Daryl. She was like, I don't know no Daryl. I don't know no Daryl. So all right, hold on. Click, ring, ring, remember I had to click over, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so Daryl picks up the phone, right? <laughs> and L goes, the girl, L, she goes on mute. So he doesn't know that she's on the phone. So Kenny goes, Daryl, hey, you know L, right? And he was like, L, L, who the fat bitch? (laughs) (laughs) We were like 12, dog. And I'm laughing, not because of what he said. Well, no, what he said was funny. I'm laughing for two reasons. One, the fact that that's how that was her only identifier. (laughs) Where he was like, who the fat bitch? (laughs) And then Kenny busts out in tears, dog. (laughs) Me me and you were just quiet. We're like, oh, damn. Like, because he didn't know she was on the phone. Kenny, bro, you can hear him cracking up on the other side of the phone. <laughs> and it's like, dog, we were so wild as kids, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And then so L comes on the phone and she was like, I'm on the phone. He goes, oh, what's up, fat bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's why I played the song in the Air Force Ones in the beginning of this, just to give people an <laughs> idea of how long we've really knowing each other man but um let's let's go ahead and get up out of here before we start telling some more messed up stories and oh man there's, there's plenty there's plenty there's there's plenty trust me y'all there's oh god but anyway uh <laughs> that was probably one of the most horrible things i've ever talked about on here but like who cares screw it we grown now um <laughs> but yeah y'all man yo Definitely thank you for coming by. This episode ended up being exactly what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> man, look, I was trying, I was as you're talking, we're talking man. We, look, we talked about the, the, the stuff in the beginning with the you, you know, your little one. Then we talked about you know, you know, the stuff with life and our jobs. And I was like, man, wait a minute. Now I gotta say something ratchet. This is this is this how it is, you know. This how it is. Oh, uh, <laughs> But nah, man, definitely uh, thank you for coming on here, dog. Definitely was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just like old times, laughing and cracking up. And yeah, Um, maybe I'll try to reach out to Kenny and see if we could do like a, you know, a a three-way episode, man. That that, uh, Matter of fact, damn it. No, I'm doing that. 
that. <laughs> I'm doing that. Because I already did an episode with my boy Travis Sal, so I got to do another one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to reach out to Kenny and be like, yo, I ain't talked to him in years, but yeah, we we going to do this. <laughs> um, But nah, man, seriously, definitely thank you for coming on and all the gracious things that you said, you know, and, and, and more importantly, man, definitely all jokes aside, you know, being brave to because your name and face is attached to this episode. So to come on here and talk about the things that you did that you said you would you don't really talk to people about. And I'm just honored and blessed that you decided to do that on here. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh so I definitely appreciate that. Rachel, if you're listening, uh once again, hey girl. Uh and I'm gonna see y'all at the baby shower. Thank you, man. And I appreciate you having me on here, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, this one was a long time coming, you know. <laughs> definitely a long time coming. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in once again on another dope episode of the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous. <laughs> Very sometimes disingenuous podcast where we <laughs> talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous. Sometimes very, very big ass disingenuous things. Um <laughs> Yeah, man, let's just go ahead and get out of here for this get real bad. <laughs> <laughs>